to Widow's Might Because Life Happens, podcast number 16. My name is Vittoria and I was contemplating this morning. I was thinking about stuff and I thought I'd better just put it into a podcast. After all, the whole point of this podcast was to help me vent, to help me spout whatever's on the inside so I can get it out and hopefully when all is said and done, some healing will have occurred. So my question to myself today is, what is it about grief related to a lost loved one that causes the process to be slower than molasses that's poured out on a cold day? Could it be the 101,000 triggers that unexpectedly greet us just when we think we're going to make it through to the other side of this deep pit? Or is it the brazen slap of guilt that wants to knock us off our feet when we're having a happy day as if happiness is no longer permitted? There's a sense of remaining loyal to this loved one that's been lost that speaks to us of staying miserable as if we need to die along with that person. But that isn't the truth. And the silent rebuke that makes every attempt to strip us of all joy is a lie. For me, it's been a little more than two years since my husband passed away. But I still find myself trapped and I can't stay trapped that's what I know it's been a while that I've been realizing that I mourned when my daughter died but I wasn't trapped in her death maybe the difference is I may have been expecting it because she was ill not because she should have died But um, it's the unexpected that somehow grabs us by the throat and starts thrashing at us as if it wants to strangle the life out of us. And and we let it because there's a shock attached. There's, There's something that just doesn't help us to break free. I have made a decision to remove and rip away these cords of misery this heavy burden that it wants to keep me vulnerable and broken and distressed and destitute. Now, I haven't been working at this decision very long, but it's just a decision that I know has to be made. And for me, the crux of the matter is that even though I spent most of my life with this individual who, in many respects, I now feel abandoned by, even though that was not his choice, it was not his will, it was not his desire. There's an impression that somehow stays with me that makes me feel abandoned, as though this abandonment is integrated with the numbness that has attached itself to my perception in this grief. So, what can I say? I can say that suddenly after losing a spouse, I I think a person is thrown into a lion's den where every interaction with those people around us feels strange. And and often we feel as though we're put into life-threatening situations. Why? Not for any other reason except that we're alone. And maybe because the person we used to talk to about making decisions or walking with and and planning things with is gone and it doesn't feel like anybody else that's nearby really cares even though that isn't true because so many 
of the people we love try to reach out and tell us that they care, but are we receiving that from them? You know, being in this situation, being alone, was never my intention. And worst of all, there was nothing in my power that could have changed anything that happened. The imposition was thrown on me. It was thrown on my family. And I've gotten a second-hand view as recently a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, died on the 6th of December. And she left her family devastated and destitute. Not that she had a husband or children, but she was living in a world where she contributed and she took every opportunity to bless the people in her life. And those people, never having contemplated living in a world without her, are now finding themselves torn, really torn. And then, as I came alongside them, trying to help them through their moments of grief, I found myself reliving the agony. And every time I speak to those family members, I'm reminded that some wounds don't heal. I think scars form instead. So. The question becomes, how much are we going to allow the scars to dictate to us regarding the remainder of our lives? Does it depend on how far we let the wound pulsate with life? Maybe I'm wrong, but I think there are wounds that while externally they appear healed, they are internally still bleeding. Can we use a tourniquet to stop the flow? That's a good question, I guess. I, I don't know the answer to, but I know that there are things that we have to make a decision to pull ourselves out of. So let's say I take this tourniquet and I place it on the spot where I think I'm wounded and still bleeding in an effort to try and force the blood to halt. That pain still pulsates and continues to be alive. And it reminds me that this person that I love is dead and no longer beside me. But does that reminder help me? Does it help me heal? Does it help me move forward? I don't think so. Because as we continue to live as one who is dead, that doesn't remember anyone and it doesn't glorify anything. Ultimately, I don't believe that in sacrificing future joy as a memorial to past passions makes or helps us recuperate. There's a fuel that ignites this breath of life in us, but we're not here to merely exist and I've said that before. And can we cut off that blood flow to the wound and, and maybe stop the encumbrance that we feel, this burden that doesn't want to be taken off. I mean, we have to, I think, make a willing effort to push this burden from us because we haven't been abandoned as such. The person who left us didn't want to leave. My life experience has been that over these circumstances that cause such devastation, there is a way of escape, at least for me. I have found over and over and over and over again 
that my pain can be bridged by my Savior, Jesus of Nazareth, whose life has taken on new meaning for me. He's become the repairer of every breach and all of the unexpecteds that have thrown themselves along my path. He doesn't quit on me. He doesn't leave me. He doesn't abandon me. But he does ask one thing of me. He asks that I allow him to live through me. And at the same time, while he makes that attempt to come alive inside of me, he sustains me through the very bleak valleys, those valleys that are the shadow of death that haunt me. And he, he leads me to those paths of righteousness. He leads me to the green pastures, just like Psalm 23 promises. He leads me to a place of still waters where he urges me to drink deeply and be refreshed. I found his love is very satisfying and his presence has been capable of reigniting the engine of my awareness that to be sullen, to be broken, and to dwell in self-pity and numbness does nothing for me but leave me bland and strips me of my life. What remains of life ahead? And I, I don't want to be stripped of life. I never have wanted that. I didn't want it when my husband was alive. I don't want it now that he's gone. I don't want this numbness. I don't want this sense of guilt. The idea that I owe something to someone with whom I shared everything in as much as I was able, a hundred million scenarios filled with tears and laughter and love and joy and lots of pain. I shared those things with him, but it's time to leave the past behind and enter into the present where just maybe there can be a glimpse of the future and those glimpses being different, being mysterious, being slightly daunting and even intimidating. They have the capacity to bring in newness with all the possibilities that are attached. I'm thinking about that. So I'm asking you to think about it too. Share a comment with me. Reach out to me at emtee5578 at gmail.com. That's mt5578 at gmail.com. And if you like, I'll share your comment with your permission. If you would rather not, then I can respond privately. Either way, I do pray God blesses you richly and that he helps you come to a decision for your own walk, your own journey, wherever you are on the course of this grief path. I don't have any answers yet, but I'm working on finding them. And I know that with God's help, I will get through this because everything does come to an end. In the meantime... I will say ciao for now. This is Vittoria from Widow's Mind Because Life Happens podcast number 16. I hope to hear from you. God bless you. Again, ciao for now.